Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Graymore. Uh, just a couple updates that I wanted to throw your way before we get the show started. So recently we were uh, switched to pinecasting.com as our hosting medium and not SoundCloud. So um, I will still post it to SoundCloud, but also I will use pinecasting to give you guys RSS feeds so that way you can get Graymore on the go. And the other good news is Graymore is now on Google Play and Spotify. So if you're on the go and want to listen to the show, no problem. Just go ahead and have a follow. Uh, once you follow the podcast, I have been told through Pinecasting that you'll get the episode when it comes out right to your smartphone. So use it while you're in the gym. Use it while you're hunting ghosts. Use it while you're cooking dinner. You know, Graymore is yours as much as it is mine. A couple other things. Uh, I think that um, you guys should go out and share the show. If you like it, share it. Uh, you never know who's going to listen to it, and you never know who's going to uh, be privy to get into it. Uh, if you like the story... And if you like the comments, or I guess if you like the atmosphere of it, just go ahead and send me a message on Twitter and Facebook. Or you can you know, retweet it, reshare it, you know, however you want to do it. And as we're approaching the time to get the new episode underway, um, I think the only thing that I can say is that this is definitely one of my favorite episodes. Uh, as I said, I'm still doing bi-weekly, and sorry that this one's a little bit late. Uh, looking to have about three more episodes in this arc of the Almost Doctor arc, and then we're going to switch to something a little more macabre. Um, but this one is to get your guys' feet wet a little bit and to hopefully spark your interest. So, with that being said, and without further ado, I produce and announce to you Graymore 1.3, The Old Mines. I inspected the dusty, moss-covered room and hoped I wouldn't get attacked again. Along the walls were several stone figures depicting the leaders of ancient past, this originally had been the apothecary back in the Nordic times. Over the years, it had been a dorm room, a gathering house for cults, and a classroom. Today it was the occasional classroom, but most likely it would be used as a local party scene for Halloween. Graffiti on the walls indicated that there was something here attacking and scaring people. And while there's always mystery, and people go looking for it, I guess... They're always accepting admissions at Graymore. Looking through the moonlight, I could see what was depicted on the walls. Hollow eyes will get you, one exclaimed. A picture of a hollow eye, quote-unquote, was on the further wall away from me. Two tiny pupils in gigantic domes. I'm glad this one was fake. I walked over to Lady Ashbourne and inspected her statue. The last apothecary was snarling in her statue pose. Palms up 
and teeth partway exposed depicted her in her glory, so to speak. She was not someone I wanted to tangle with. Lady Ashbourne also had a hall dedicated to her down south. It was ornately built in the 1920s following the repurchasing of the college by upper-class PhDs. Graymore had been abandoned for a long time back then, and in recent years, they had built it back up and established good structured buildings to match the tales of the old ones. It was pretty fascinating to see the old schematics and how they could replicate these Norse halls. I traced her name in the carvings on the stone. I finished the Y when I heard a crack of a twig. Snapping around in fear, I noticed the culprit was a chipmunk. It scurried away when it saw my flashlight. I gulped and resumed tracing the letters. When I hit the A, I noticed that the space between the three lines was protruding slightly. Looking around more, taking note of the emptiness, I pushed the space. The stone made a loud thunk, and the door swung open to a deep chasm. I paced around and placed a hand on the wall and took a step inside. Immediately, I could tell there was moisture ascending from somewhere down below. I could feel the fresh air coming from the darkness and at a steady pace. My breath caught in my chest. 13 to base. I called on the radio. 13, this is base. Go ahead. I'm going to go down into the basements of some of the buildings to look for animal attacks. If you do a radio and time check and you can't hear me, that's why. As soon as they said that, though, you could tell that Shannon's voice was filled with sarcasm. Copy that unit 13 base quail at 0130 hours. I was safe for a little while. I pulled my phone up and began a countdown timer for one hour. Here we go, I said. I stepped into the darkness with my flashlight shaking slightly. I could only see about 30 feet in the darkness. The cobwebs and graffiti from the early classes lined the walls of the corridor. Deep into the corridor, I could see the split path off into two directions, left and right. Ah, oh, hell, I sighed. I could see deep scratches into the sides of the corridor. They went two to four inches deep on either side and permanently damaged the limestone. The breeze edged me forward. At the bottom of the stairs, the directions begged the question that was on, my, on the mind. Which way do I go? Judging by the different outlooks here, the left side obviously went deep into the, deeper into the mines. There were little droplets of water dripping from the ceiling, forming a puddle on the ground. The breeze wasn't coming from that way, though. Off to my right, the breeze was coming that way. But for me, thinking of a dead end, there's always something at a dead end. And I decided, left. Because everyone goes right. It's, it's just no contest, I thought. I started to head left when I heard a soft whimper on the right. I noticed the faint traces of blood in the dirt, the drag marks, the lines where fingers grasped at the wall, and dirt trying to not be pulled off. A anyone there? I choked. 
silence. Bad silence. I'm, I'm Resident Kirkbride, gaining my composure. I, I'm here to help. I saw the hand reach the edge of the light. Come on, it, it, it's okay, I coaxed. Victor Hollegrind extended his hand into the light and pulled his body closer to me. Help me, came the reply. Oh, oh my God, I said. Blood trickled down his empty eye sockets and ran down his cheeks. The remnants of his eyes twitched vigorously left and right in his eye sockets, continuously seeking into the darkness for the things he would never see. Present, please, it's coming back for me, he choked and coughed up blood. I, I, oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it an eye this time. Vic, buddy, you, you've got to stay calm, I said, placing my hands on the panic button on my radio. We need to get you out of here slowly and calmly. It's going to get you too. I'm too slow. Deep to the left, there was the sound of a thunderous bang. <laughs> Shit, I said. Oh, God. Oh, God's resident. Get out of here. You just, just go. He agonized. I'm Campo, dude. I can't leave you. Go, he, Victor shouted. I looked over my sh shoulder and heard the fuzz of the radio. It's, it's still not here, I coaxed. We, 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 we can do this. Victor agonized in pain. You gotta run. I looked down at my flashlight, then back up. Approaching in front of me, torchlight, soft ambers, and hues pierced the darkness. No, no gods, no gods, no. You, you blew our cover, I hissed. Oh, my legs. I looked up again to see the face of hollow eyes. Oh, hell, I reeled. In the instant, Victor's bones crunched as his legs came into view over his head, feet touching the back of his dome. His screams echoed into the caves as the hollow eyes moaned, which then turned into its teeth out and screaming. Victor slumped and was pulled back into the darkness. The hollow eyes' hand could be seen throwing something back, a lifeless corpse. It fixated on me, wheezing softly, studying. I reached into my pocket. What do you want? I said. The breeze graced my shoulder, and I turned around. Another had appeared ten feet from me. I caught my breath and took a step back into the mouth of the corridor. The mouths twitched and drooled, and the pinpoint eyes twitching across my body were slowly scanning. I'm going to get more in here to wipe you out. My emotions were getting the better of me, and they moved closer. I grabbed a fistful of salt and iron each hand. Suck this! I yelled as I threw in both directions, dropping my flashlight in the process. Both recoiled at the salt getting into their eyes, the iron burning their skin in the process. I took off in a dead sprint up the stairs, my size 13s ringing into the night. Both hollow eyes decided they could see enough to go after me. Moving at vicious paces, slinking, they were seeking to take me out. The stairs seemed endless as I put faith in each of my steps. The hollow eyes seemed to flow up the stairs at a slow, surprising pace. They seemed to enjoy this. They enjoyed this hunt. The one who got away. They almost had their clutches on him. I was started to feel it in my head, the possibility of not making it. But I continued on, pushing myself to the utmost limit to reach the top. 
I was starting to lose breath when I felt my, my hand wrap around the edge of the entrance and yanking as hard as I could, I propelled myself forward. I laughed as I had the jump on my chasers. My hand slipped and I fell face forward. Slamming my face off the floor, I ignored the blood seeping down my face and started to bear crawl for the door. I was halfway to the door when they reached the stairs. Now! I heard a voice from the panes above. Thorn and Locklear dropped paint on the hollow eyes. They laughed as it happened, watching the monsters recoil in confusion. I picked myself up and ran out the door. As I busted through the door and turned to lock it, Thorn and Locklear dropped down. Shut the damned door! Thorn yelled at me. I'm trying, you ass! As I, I said as I fumbled with the keys. The monster regained their composure as I looked for the key in the moon's radiance. Hurry up, dude! Locklear shouted as I got the key. I hit the key at the lock, missing the entrance. The hollow eyes spotted us and moved their way towards us, screaming and flailing wildly. Claws contacted the floor and left horrendous gouges that would never be mended. I secured the door and the hollow eyes stared at us through the door. Pinpoint pupils dancing across our faces. Said to us as it descended into the night. Holy shit, I said. After that, no comments. Back down the door as the door shut. Panting and sitting down, I touched my nose. Once again, another injury for Tom to mother hen me over. Just then, we heard a twang echo in the night as a large object went flying from Nightshade House, leading to the sound of raw steak hitting the concrete. On the path southbound lay a crumpled body. Lifeless, the head was turned toward us. Thorn yelled in anger. Locklear made a fist to his mouth, looking sick. I just sat, dumbfounded. Victor Hallran was staring back at us, but he would never see again. Good evening, ladies and gents. This is Dylan Derringer here with a special broadcast. It is with tragic news that we detail the horrific passing of a beloved Sigma frat brother and Graymore student, Victor Hallrund. Mr. Hallrund passed away yesterday from wounds sustained with origins unknown. Mr. Hallrund had both eyes gouged out, a broken femur, and blunt force trauma to the cranium. Mr. Hallrund will have a funeral service in the chapel this next Tuesday. A week from now, and it seems that we will all deeply miss Vic. He was a good person to be allied with in the deepest of troubles. The school will close its doors in its honor tomorrow. You can go ahead and stop by the moon's loft, where the coffee is always flowing and the moon is always shining. They will remain open despite the tragedy. Desmond Baylor of Beta House is also missing this week. Please keep Mr. Baylor in your thoughts as the search continues. Any information about... Mr. Baylor, please contact Campus Safety of Raymore at the number inside your door. The weather tonight for sure will be rain. Lots and lots of rain will grace us here in Graymore. It's reported to be vigorous at the start for a few boring hours. 
Then let up so we can swim to class in the morning, downpouring again in the afternoon. We'll kill the last of the frogs that remain in the bio department. Finally, school lunch. We'll serve cold spaghetti and a side of bubble. Bubble helps build the immune system, kids, so be sure to make room in your gullet. Until next time, I am Dylan Derringer here, and we're always accepting admissions at Graymore's Hit Station WGSO. Thanks for listening. Dylan faded in my ears as I stood next to Tom, the sunlight gracing us. You didn't see anything, did you? Tom, I saw what I saw, I said. What, pray tell, did you see? He flew out of Nightshade House and it hit the pavement. Tom nodded. The sheriff doesn't want to say anything to the press about the actual facts. I looked at him in protest. What? I seethed. Resin, we just can't afford this kind of negative PR to the county. Admissions are already low as it is. In addition to that, there's this fear of widespread panic. Someone died, Tom! I shouted a little too loud. Can you, can you not see this? Is something bigger than hiding from the press? Tom nodded to the sheriff, extending a hand to show the deputies and EMS that it was a joke. We need to calm down here, Tom said. I can't calm down, Tom, I said. Someone got launched from the roof and hit the pavement. I, I'm going to talk to Rob t this morning and see if we can get you a day or two off. I cringed, changing my tone immediately. Tom, Tom, no. Tom, I need you to give me a perimeter around this area, the deputy said with a sullen look. Roger, sir, Tom said and walked away from me. At this point, Megan came up and wrapped an arm around me. You need to take a day or two and breathe out the bad. For real, this is going to be good for you in the long run. I just had a day off, Megan. It was an evening off, moron, she said bluntly. I sighed in annoyance, feeling treated like a little kid. I looked at Amy as she came in the door, then returned my eyes to the floor. My dogs were sitting in my lap, and she sighed. What did you do this time? The dogs ran to her, trying to jump up into her arms. I saw some bad stuff, Amy. And I cleaned human poop off the ceiling last night. I've seen bad things, too. You just gotta leave it at the door, Resin. I sighed and bit my quivering lip. Yeah. I guess you're right. She walked over and kissed my forehead and sat on my lap. It was that bad, huh? The rain began against the roof again. I nodded, my mouth instantly going dry. I wouldn't notice my phone ring for another half hour afterwards. Jeff would try and call me to cover for a shift for someone who disappeared from the safety office. When I got out of the shower and looked down at my phone, I listened to the voicemail. Resin, this is Jeff over at the college. We got word today that Casey disappeared on shift. We are conducting a campus-wide search for her. 
I need you to come in, please, and cover a switchboard, bring a book, laptop, whatever. We just need someone not close to the situation to cover the board. Just call it back ASAP. I fumbled with my phone as I threw on my clothes and headed out the door. Back to the place that I was supposed to be taking a break from for one more night of hell. Thanks for listening to Graymore, episode 1.3, The Old Minds. Uh, if you want to continue to get more things Graymore, you can follow us on Facebook and the Twitter. Uh, it should be posted in the show's liner notes, and if it isn't, um, feel free to contact me at J-O-S-R-B-Y-E-R-S at gmail.com, and we'll get that squared away for you. Also, uh, hoping to do one-week intervals uh, where... We post new messages from Dylan just to keep you guys stated uh, in the time off before the next big episode drops. So hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, go share it, like it, uh, tell your friends, tell your family who are into podcasting. And thinking about doing a closing uh, end segment uh, each week. So we'll see how that goes too. And as always, at the moon's loft, the coffee is always flowing and the moon is always shining. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. See you next time.